could start with saying hallelujah for multiple different reasons. I could start with saying I'm going to cry because half of the teams are done and we won't see them till September now. <laughs> I don't really know what to do, but honestly, I can say yesterday's week 18 was one of the more crazy, action-packed, high-stakes, weird. There's a lot going on in yesterday's game, and Austin and I are here to recap the games and get you ready going into the playoffs. It should be a lot of fun. This is KA Football. All right, Austin. So it was a little bit of a botched intro there, but like it was good. Um, was it? Was it? <laughs> um, I mean, the games yesterday, before we even get into them, were just crazy, I guess. Yeah. It was weird. It was, I mean, I don't remember a time, like, I really don't, when there were so many teams that still had a way and like multiple ways into the playoffs in week 18 like there were what like six teams that all had a chance to make it to the playoffs yesterday like that's crazy and it's not even like okay you know like this team needs to win and this team needs to win and this team needs to win and it's all like everywhere where it's like your chance is zero of actually making it to the playoffs but there are like legitimate ways where it's like, okay, if you win, that's great. But also, <laughs> sorry, I, yeah, I, it it takes so much to keep it together when you guys when you guys are doing whatever that was. Like, I, I to be completely honest with you, Caden, I have no idea what I just said. That could have just been like I could have been speaking Hebrew for all I know. Dude, like, I don't I know don't what you know. said either. Debbie, all of a sudden, it's like. Get, get. <laughs> Give me your phone. Because we got like post the link on the Instagram. Yeah. So I toss it to him. It was a great toss. He catches it. And he's like, oh, that was great. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, he doesn't know my password. <laughs> so we ran back and we had to meet in the middle. That was great. That was That's good stuff there. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like I assume I was saying yesterday, there were multiple teams where it wasn't just that they needed to like have a bunch of teams lose. And then maybe if they like tie or lose by exactly three points then they get in and if a bird flies overhead then maybe <laughs> if a coin flips the right way and lands on its side it was like okay you could win and you could be in or even if you lose these other three teams that have a very real chance of losing lose then you're in and that was the case with almost every team where it's like if you win you're in but even if you lose you can still get in well yeah and not only that but there's also a lot of teams that were like fighting for draft positions and we're fighting for yeah. the number one pick and so it was crazy. Like normally week 18s I, I'd watch, but like I could care less. Like halfway through the games, I'm like, okay, right. The Brickishaw Ferguson, the third is playing quarterback for this team. I don't care. Like, why am I watching? And so I go do something, but here I'm like, right. All these starters are still playing. All these games are weird and crazy. Right. So I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. I mean, that was the other crazy thing is that there were so many teams that still had a chance to move up in mm -hmm. seating for the playoffs. So like, like you said, most a couple of years ago, week 17, and then very recently, week 18s are filled with, you know, okay, yeah, you're in the playoffs, you can't really go anywhere, so you're going to bring your practice squad guys up, and that's who you're going to play in this game, and it's just like, no one cares, it's, yeah, it's basically just a bunch of scrimmages, whereas yesterday, it was, okay, 
yeah, like maybe if we're up by like 50 at halftime, we'll rest our guys, but we're coming out swinging and we need to win and we need to win big in order to hope that we can move up in seeding for the playoffs. Right. So it was a lot of fun. It is fun. It's It was a good, it's a great regular season. Obviously football's great. I'm so sad that the regular season's over, but it went fast. It did. But the best part of the season is is now here. The yeah, playoffs. I mean, you, right. You play the whole year for the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And so it finally being on this last stretch where you lose and you're out, don't get eliminated. That's the goal of every team. Yeah. And all these, on the road to the all these games should be good. You're not going to be seeing the... Should be. There will be a couple that are going right, to be Right, but you're not going to be seeing regularly like the Cardinals and the 49ers like we saw on Sunday. Right. That was bad. But yeah, let's let's recap those games. Let's tell everyone what happened. Get that middle. King and Dave, let's get the recap. recap. Okay, so what's the first game we got going on here? I really don't know. It'll be the Chiefs game. We'll be the first right. one here. There is no Monday night game tonight. Nope. So this is all the games that we're recapping. Yeah. Go but, TCU, by the way. Facts. Maybe we gotta maybe we gotta preview that at the end. Okay. Definitely. Thanks, Debbie, for the phone back. <laughs> um. So the first game we got here. We got the Chiefs and the Raiders. This was Saturday at 4. This one was kind of expected. If the Chiefs won, they would clinch the one seed. Yeah, one seed in the AFC. Right. And they came out, second play of the game. They were already like at the five-yard line. Like this thing, you could tell early on, this was going to be a blowout. And it was 31-13. to 13. So yeah, it was a blowout. Yeah, this was exactly what you thought it would. I mean, like, there's nothing. I mean, there was a part of me that thought that maybe... Uh, Jared Stidham yeah. would do something because I mean he played a really fantastic defense in 49ers last week and kind of kind of balled against him. I thought he'd probably put up a better fight, but at the end of the day, the Chiefs won, and that's just is what it is. Right. Mahomes had 202 passing yards. Yeah, but he was pulled very like early. Like he was pulled in like the middle of the game because they could easily tell they were going to win. Yeah. No point in risking injury. That's right. The big thing, which is. Smart thing to do. You see, some coaches we'll talk about didn't do that, and it kind of cost them. But yeah. this game was expected. The Chiefs did do the weirdest play, yeah, ever. Do you want to talk about it? Because yeah, absolutely. This is, I mean, this is one of the greatest plays ever. So <laughs> if you remember, there were a couple years back, and if you were like, I don't know, probably ten to twelve years old, uh, all of us were at some point in time. All of us were ten to twelve years old, and you know. All of us have the exact same experiences in life. I believe that, that everyone lives the same life. Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's just how I it agree. is, you I know? Agree. And so, <laughs> and so and no, I, what I'm saying is, right, it's like every single one of us can say that at one point in our life, at about 12 years old, we were sitting, we were sitting in our beds and then like watching like YouTube on like an iPad and you'd watch like, you know, world's top 10 most scary roller coasters. And like everyone watched that oh, video. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I completely agree. Video. Yeah, I completely right. agree with that. So this is the same thing where every <laughs> everyone saw this video in the, like the stupid like YouTube thumbnail where it's like craziest plays in football. And there was yeah, one yeah. where this these college people. Oh my gosh. They I know were, exactly where you're yeah, going. I know. You're right. They were, they were all, this is college play. Yeah. I don't remember the teams. It was like, Michigan. It was Michigan. Yeah. They were, they're all staying in a single mm -hmm. file line yes. with the center lined up. And then they all <laughs> file out into the yes. into their positions and they snapped the ball immediately <laughs> uh -huh. and it was fantastic because that doesn't give the defense a chance to read what you're going to do it doesn't give them a chance to look at your personnel it doesn't get a chance to look at who you have in the box like there's a whole bunch of stuff but obviously there's risk in that because you could risk a false start you could risk <laughs> an offsides you could risk you know illegal formation there's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that can go wrong right <laughs> the chiefs did 
even they one up that okay they were literally all all 11 guys they're like playing ring around the rosy okay they all got their arms around each other like you're in like exactly what they were doing peewee football huddle where you all got your arms around each other and they all they're spinning in a circle until they get to the point where mahomes is where the quarterback should be and then they all break the huddle after spinning <laughs> just boom break the huddle and then they all get into position except it's a little weird because they're snapping the ball in like a wildcat formation to where it's not going to mahomes it's going to i think it was pachinko but i'm not entirely sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. okay so it snaps the ball to him and then he does kind of an option play where then he and mahomes roll out to the right when the linebacker comes in he flips it to mahomes mahomes has enough space to actually take that to the end zone but then he turns and he throws it to the other side <laughs> where a bubble screen is waiting for um who's the guy they took from the giants mckinnon no no no, no. oh oh uh tony yeah 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 Kadarius tony Kadarius tony okay he's waiting unfortunately it got called back yeah because of holding because of holding from the guy that was setting the bubble screen but it was the craziest play ever <laughs> Like it, was, it was awesome. Andy Reid and Oh, him. we got a video oh, of it. A video of it. Fantastic. Andy Speaking of Andy Reid, the walrus himself. Look at that man. <laughs> Look at that. Like, that's literally like the playground um, ring around the rosy. It's, that's exactly what yes, it, was. it was. And they snapped awesome. it to McKinnon. Yeah. Pitches it back. It, it, Pitch it to Mahomes. A, yeah, and he did have a lane. To yeah, go. he did. Ball screen. <laughs> and then he, I mean, the holding is very blatant. Like, yeah. You could tell it was going to yeah. be holding. But it was... Yeah, like that's that's a whole day and night, but you know, like it's a fantastic play. I said a couple weeks ago that Andy Reid is like the most fun mm-hmm. head coach because he's an old guy, yeah. he's an old school coach. I mean, he coached the Philadelphia Eagles for like ever, and like he's so good as a coach, like so old school, but at the same time, he's like willing to try new things, he's willing to have the players have fun. That's a fun play. Now it was a little disrespectful to the Raiders. There's a whole bunch of stuff on Instagram about it, but that's fine. You know, it's, it's a fun play, and everyone loves it. It's, it's a awesome. great play. But yeah, not much to talk about in that game. Yeah, we did spend a lot of time. They clinched the, the one seed, but it was fun. worth it. You did the play to get the recognition for sure. Exactly, playing just the recognition. This game was good. This is a huge game mm-hmm. for the playoffs. This was Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I say at because that definitely played a big part in this game. So Jaguars are at home. We were both kind of expecting a Jaguars. I mean, a Jaguars win, but, yeah, but kind of more a, of a blowout, yeah, right. Like not, the Titans have fall off. I mean, they were what seven and three, and now they're seven and ten, yeah, or something like that. I mean, they've completely fell off, and Jaguars hitting their stride. It's like this is going to be a blowout, but it was it was a neck and neck game the whole way. Jaguars were really playing down to the Titans' competition on them this game. Yeah, there was uh their defense played out of their minds, but very late in the game, like three minutes to go, uh they got a strip sack on Josh Dobbs, the whatever scientist aerospace guy. engineer, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he apparently he he's smart enough to see no rockets, but he can't see the blind side. But whatever, he got hit, fumbles, perfect bounce. I mean that Solid. was completely bailed out. If that bounces like a normal football, like boom 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 boom, boom all over the field. It's just they're going to fall on it, and they're probably going to punt because Trevor Lawrence hadn't done anything this game. But it's literally like a basketball. It bounces straight up right into uh, Josh Allen's hands, yeah. and he takes it all the way for ultimately the game when he touchdown. I mean, yeah. It was, it was incredible. I mean, the defense won them that game. Sending a corner blitz on a big situation like that is gutsy at the least. And, I mean, Trevor Lawrence just... He looked bad. I'm not going to lie. I got a stat somewhere. I actually took... 
more notes than normal this episode. So that's good. We, that's we got good. Me. He, had, I mean, he had 212 passing yards, which is just like mid, ever mediocre. It's not nothing crazy, but that's not going to win you a winner go home game. Right. Need a lot more, than and that. he he should have had a lot more than that. I mean, he was missing open receivers like it was his job. I mean, it's like literally, like I mean, he was overthrowing receivers. He was throwing it to their feet. It was like, come on, just narrow that out a little bit, and you'll be fine. I mean, you would have got some more first downs, would have finished off the game. But in the at the end, it was the defense that won them this game, and uh, I mean, more than that too is Josh Jobs throwing a check down on fourth and fifteen, which is just stupid to end the game. But you know, the Jaguars got in, and that's. The storyline that's what ended up happening so right it is going to be interesting to see how tennessee does it because obviously they got their running back that's about it i mean there was and they got their tight end we do know that yeah they got you their, don't know that yeah i know they, the titans got their tight end if you didn't know apparently he's a rookie and he's a beast and i cut him but whatever in <laughs> dynasty but it's going to be interesting to see because ryan Tannehill, he's gotten them the playoffs multiple years in a row the one seed but everyone's like, okay, he's like, he's that average. He's a little worse than I guess Kirk Cousins, and Kirk yeah. Cousins is that that mid tier. So I think I guess he's just a little bit below mid. Yeah. And now he doesn't play, and you completely fell off. So, so it's like, I was like, is Tannehill really like that big of an aspect of mm-hmm. your team that without Tannehill you just completely fall apart? Right. Like, do you start Middle League Willis, who you drafted this season, like to be your future quarterback? Do you rest him for another year? You obviously need receivers. All you have is Derrick Henry yeah. and, I, and a mid tight end. And yeah. your defense is pretty good. I mean, holding the Jaguars, they put very good, but they have no receivers. Their O line's suspect. A lot yeah. of questions. A lot, lot of questions, questions for, for a lot of teams oh, going yeah. into the offseason. It'll be interesting to see the offseason moves. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's good. So, Browns at Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin. You know, continues Dude. the incredible streak of not having a losing season. I think as the head coach of the Steelers, like I don't know when he started, but since 2004, he hasn't had a losing season, which is ridiculous. Like he's had as many winning seasons as years I've been alive. Okay, like this dude is crazy. I mean, he's honestly. First off, Hall of Fame head coach. Like when he retires, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Like, oh it yeah, that it was, matter. was already known. I yeah, think. yeah, but like the fact that you can just with this roster as right. well squeak out winning seasons, and honestly had a chance at the playoffs until the very end of the Dolphins game, which we'll talk about. But I mean, he is a fantastic head coach. Realistically, the Steelers should not have won nine games this year with the roster they had, but just based on his coaching, he got them all the way there. One of the best to ever do it. I hate that he's in our division. And I hate that he's such a good coach, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one to to cry about refs unless it's for my team or something like yeah. benefiting my team. You know, like if it's a normal game, I'm like, it's football, you know, but I will say the refs in this game were pathetic. I mean, you could tell pretty early on that they weren't going to let the Steelers lose this game. No. Which I don't think the refs really decided the outcome. I think the Steelers played well enough and the Browns played bad enough to to the point where it was like, yes, maybe it would have been closer, but I still think the Steelers would have won the way that they played. But you do the, the calls in this game were a little pathetic. I mean, there was a face mask that was horribly missed. I mean, there was just ticky tacky foul call, calls here and there. It yeah. was it was a little ridiculous at yeah. times. I mean the Steelers scored 15 points based solely on 
quote, pass interference calls. Okay, if you want to go look at those calls, the first call, they called it on the safety, and he was streaking across the field and didn't touch him, didn't touch the receiver until the ball was already on the ground. Okay, so there's no pass interference there. On another one, there was George Pickens in the end zone. The corner gets his hand on the ball before he touches Pickens, and they call that, which gives him a first down, and ultimately they score and get the two-point conversion. So, yes, the refs were really bad in this game. I'm not one to cry about the refs, though, mm-hmm. because on obviously it's like whatever's called, that's what happened on the field. You're not getting that back. You can cry about the refs all you want, but at the end of the day, that's part of the game, too, and you have to overcome that as well. Yeah. So, How did crying to the refs work for the Saints in the NFC Championship? It did nothing. Right, it didn't. Well, they did something, you know? The guy got fined or fired or something? No, when the that terrible pass interference happened, the next year the NFL tried their hand at uh, reviewing pass interference calls. True. That went away like as soon as it started because <laughs> they realized how terrible of an idea it was. Awful. Awful. Yeah. But you said when we were picking this game, the Browns will win this game if they do three words. Yeah, I did. It was run the ball. Yeah. Nick Chubb in this game had 12 carries for 77 yards. Yeah. Which 12 carries for 77 yards is really good. Yeah, that's a lot of yards for 12 carries, but 12 exactly. carries isn't enough to give to Nick Chubb. Exactly. That's why you're not winning games. I hate to break it to you, Browns. I know. Congrats to the Browns. They did fire. Hey, um, we fired Joe Woods. Yeah. The bad man is gone. One of the bad men. Apparently, One of the bad men. Apparently, you've got to fire whoever's calling your plays, too, because that would be Stefanski. Right. Well, Stefanski well, said that he might not be calling the plays next year, which is like. Probably should happen. Probably should. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens. The Browns need to work on a couple of things. We need to work on what we're going to do at running back with Kareem Hunt, probably leaving. Work on our defensive line with Jadavion Clowney leaving. Sign a f- defensive coordinator. Right, get a defensive coordinator. So there's a lot of things that we have to do, but the future is bright. We have a lot of young guys, including the franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson. We just need to u- learn how to use him and the run game in tangent, <laughs> and we'll be much better. But yeah, good yeah. job, Steelers, I guess. Good job, Mike Tomlin, realistically. Right. Last time we will see... Maybe the teams that aren't in the playoffs, maybe I'll say last time we see this team this year. So last time we saw the Raiders, Browns, Titans. Yeah. All right. Ravens at Bengals. This is the Bengals sort of revenge game. They were a little, they yeah. felt very cheated. Uh, as after, they should. As I they mean, should. as they should feel. I mean, obviously, the DeMar Hamlin situation last week is completely out of their control, out of anyone's control. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what the NFL ultimately decided on benefited everyone but the Bengals. I mean, it was kind of like the Bengals were getting penalized for that. It, it seemed like that's what they were saying, at least, because the Bengals could have had the number one seed had they won the game, but now not playing the game, there was no chance they were getting the one seed. And so it was just a whole mess of the Bengals not getting it and then potentially having to decide home field advantage for the playoffs on a coin flip, which would have been probably disastrous for them. Um, but the Bengals took care of business. They beat the Ravens 27-16, obviously a big win. Um, I think the bigger storyline of this game, I mean, obviously, the Bengals, we all knew the Bengals were going to win this game. Um, bigger storyline being, the Bengals had less than 100 yards in the second half. So mm-hmm. the Ravens started to really turn things on in the second half. The Ravens didn't even start Tyler Huntley. Okay. Which is... Hold on. Which is a big, I think. It it is, but I mean, I think Lamar. These two teams play next week. They do. This yeah. is the wild card round. So the Bengals, they they didn't lose. So there's no coin flip. So the Bengals will be home. It'll be the literally Ravens could stay in Baltimore, but 
it is concerning now because the Ravens completely turned it on in the second half, and they're like, maybe they found something. Maybe they clicked. Yep. Maybe they're going to keep rolling in the next week. And there's a lot of, I guess, anticipation and hope and optimism that Lamar will be back this week. So right. if he is back, obviously that is huge. He is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And Anthony yeah. Brown, he was their quarterback this week. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Brown. Like, nobody knows who that is. Most generic name ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had 286 passing yards. That's not crazy. But for Anthony Brown. Right. Clearly third string guy. Right. You know. You're sitting behind Tyler Huntley, who's not even good. That tells you all you need to know. And he just had 286 yards, zero touchdowns. Don't really know how he feel that many yards and no touchdowns. He he did throw two picks, which kind of costly because they lost by only two possessions. And he completed nineteen passes. How do you go? How do you get two hundred eighty six yards out of nineteen passes? Completed passes. Like I'm really wondering. He went yeah. nineteen for forty four, which is awful. But how do you get two hundred eighty six yards out of that? That's crazy. Yeah. But the Ravens, I think, are. It's going to be interesting to see how their game next week fares because, like you said, they clicked right. in the second half and maybe they're getting their superstar quarterback back. Right. I mean, when you hold the Bengals to 100 yards of offense in the second half, you're clearly doing something very right on defense. So the Bengals need to figure out what that was and then adjust to that, and the Ravens need to figure out what that was and then make sure they do that next uh-huh. week because that was fantastic. And I think that it says a lot about their faith in Lamar Jackson returning by sitting Tyler Huntley. Because I think that if you have confidence that Lamar is coming back for the playoffs, you start Tyler Huntley in this game. And he doesn't go 19 for 44. He completes more of those passes. He probably scores some touchdowns too. I think I think that he's probably better than Anthony Brown. Okay? There's, he's on the, he's the third string guy for, the re, for a reason. Yeah. So sitting Tyler Huntley to me says that you're not confident Lamar is coming back. And so you're resting who you're going to start next week so that he doesn't get hurt this week. So you actually stand a chance in the playoffs next week, which could be two things. One, Lamar is still legitimately hurt, or he's using this as an excuse <laughs> so that he doesn't have to play for the Ravens anymore, and then when he's a free agent after this season, he can go wherever he wants without any ties or obligations to the Ravens. It's going to be really interesting to see how this week plays out. Yeah. We'll find out more, obviously, as the week goes on in team's practice. Right. All right, this was a huge game for... Kind of the wrong reason, you know? Absolutely. No one really cared about the winning team in this game. It didn't no, matter. It doesn't matter. So, Vikings at Bears. Um, this was a big game. The Vikings technically could have taken the one seed in the NFC, but it would have taken a lot to get there. I mean, the Eagles would have had to lose. The 49ers would have had to lose. And they would have had to win, which was just not going to happen, realistically speaking. And apparently they couldn't have. Apparently they were too far back, or I think the head-to-head they played the Eagles yeah. earlier this season. So I think that's. See, I they, thought so, but then right. I trusted you're right. you. Last no, week, yeah, but. I I heard. I was watching the game, and then they said on the broadcast, highest they can goes two, and I was like, crap. Mm. <laughs> we misled everyone. No, it's fine though. You all, you're fine. You probably didn't put any money on it. Um, so <laughs> there was probably no. Just, Vegas says there's like negative a million odds for this exactly. happening. Why? <laughs> put money on it. No, so. The reason that this game was big is because the Bears lost. So the Bears losing, which honestly they kind of did so intentionally. They sat fields. I mean, it was like, 
he was injured. Right, injured. <laughs> but it's one of those moves where it's like, yeah, he's injured. You know what I'm saying? He tweaked his shoulder or something. It, we it yeah, we don't want to accidentally play him and win this game. Absolutely. Right, that would be a problem. So they lost this game. And as we'll get to later, there is a team in the NFL that honestly <laughs> I think is the most incompetent team in the league. Like we can joke about how some teams are stupid and their managers are make the worst decisions and their owners are just the worst. There's one team in the NFL that is worse than all of them, which will, I don't want to spoil anything. Right. So let's move past this game. We'll eventually get to it. Bears quietly started the season like three and one or something like that. Yeah, they are. Th- they finished the season three and 14. It's pretty bad. It's very bad. <laughs> Not great. All right. So uh, New England Patriots at Buffalo Bills, the Bills first game since the DeMar Hamlin situation. And we were talking on um, Saturday about what, like, how would the Bills fare, right? How would they do? Would they come out swinging, playing for him, or would they, would there be like a toll mentally? Would they come out kind of lackadaisical? How would they do? Caden, why don't you, you said you <laughs> thought they'd come out like Sunday school. I did. I said I thought they'd come out swinging, but it'd probably did come out, you know, player to player. Uh, would you mind telling us how this game started out? How did the Bills play? You know, you have a video, Debbie? Yeah. All right. Go, Debbie, you guys show us how this game started out. So, yeah, there's a lot of talk going into it. Is it going to be lackadaisical? Are the Bills going to be dead? Obviously, this week took a lot out of them. Are they going to be electric? Yeah, and this was the start of the game. This pretty much answers your question. Yeah. So, opening kickoff, Patriots kicking off the ball, and uh, Nakeem Hines. Oh, oh, well, breaks the tackle. Oh, oh there's the, the, a kicker. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, that kicker is slow. My goodness, <laughs> his forty time has to be like forty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so yeah, he takes that to the house. Opening kickoff. That place was erupting. The announcers were like in shock. The whole bench, like Josh Allen, was like, like yeah, like hands on his head, like oh my gosh, what actually just happened? Check out that kicker, dude. He is slow. <laughs> Man, he had the angle dude, and everything. Lay oh off my on gosh. the kicker. He kicks. He doesn't run at practice. I understand. He doesn't that. do conditioning. I guess, man. They're bad. like, yo, let's run plays. He's kicking, dude. Let the lift. Let's team lift. He's kicking, dude. Let's <laughs> let's game plan. He's kicking. They only bring him in when it's like, hey, every here and there we might do a fake. Yeah, but we don't really need Probably. to know that. Yeah, so obviously that answers everything you need to know. The Patriots played very well in this game. I'm not going to lie. They the did. Patriots like, no, they completely yeah. with the loss, they're out of the playoffs, which it gives me mixed emotions because personally, I wasn't rooting for them to make the playoffs, but they deserve to get in absolutely. They played very good against one of the Super Bowl favorites in a game where they were electric because of what happened this week where i will say i was dead wrong holy smokes dude i need to reorganize these i can't find notes for this game <laughs> you're like austin last week oh yeah, here we go bad. So yeah mac jones in this game 243 yards three touchdowns that's good yeah that is that's really good mac jones stats i mean he's he's a mid quarterback and he put up pretty good stats it's a really good team really good defense what hurt them was three interceptions that was a that's the kicker yeah. And also their special teams. Because yeah. not only was did Naeem Hines return the opening kickoff, but midway through the third, he did the exact same thing. He returned the second kickoff. 
which is unheard of. And when you think of Bill Belichick, the first thing you think mm-hmm. of is fantastic special teams. I mean, that's what his focus is. Is You can guarantee two things in life from Bill Belichick. Is that number one, he's going to have a good defense. Okay, he's a defense guy. And he still does. And number two, that his special teams are always going to be on point, which is, I mean, good. I think a lot of coaches overlook the special teams, and that's what ends up killing them. A lot of teams, especially in this point in the year, like you saw today, will lose games, miss the playoffs, or get eliminated from the playoffs because they need their special teams to make a play, and it hasn't been an emphasis the entire year, and then they fall apart. I mean, there's the I mean, Green Bay a yeah, couple years that's what ago. I was about to say. It was last season. Yeah. I, mean, I was talking about the onside kick a couple years ago oh, that yeah, sent the Seahawks yeah. to the Super Bowl. That was a big one. But it was like 2014. That was, wow. yeah, that was a long that was time ago. Like almost 10 years ago. Yeah. But yeah, Ooh, don't say things like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everyone overlooks special teams. They're like, obviously, like offense, offense sells the tickets. Defense wins championships. Special teams is there. But if you don't have a good special teams, you're not winning games. Yeah, special teams is what will close you the game. Right, special teams, they don't get you love when they're good. But they sure get the hate when they're bad. Exactly. Like they, if they're good, yeah, they're helping you win, but they're not gonna what's win you the game. No special teams wins teams games, but special teams absolutely loses teams games. And if you don't have a good special teams, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, the Packers were the ones in the playoffs last year. Horrible special teams lost first round. I mean, yeah. Um, a couple like, obviously, I feel like you can find things in anything that you can look like read between the lines and you can dig out anything but um demar hamlin number three on the bills yeah I, I feel like i'd be remiss to not point out that first off josh allen had three passing touchdowns uh bill's defense caught three interceptions it had been three years and three months since the last bills kickoff return for a touchdown and then uh, right before we started recording, actually, Demar Hamlin was released from the hospital, so he is home allegedly, or at least out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They said he's gonna go to Buffalo Hospital. Yeah. So, I mean, all pretty good stuff. Good work, Demar. You got out of the hospital, and he's looking to make a full recovery. It's crazy. Yeah, it's whack. And only a week. Yeah, that's even less than crazy. a week, man. Less than a week. All right. This was a game that. Um, honestly, neither team deserved to win. Uh, good work, Caden. The uh, struggling with my notes, Miami man. Dolphins. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins inevitably won this game, but out of all the teams that could have made the playoffs in the AFC to squeak into that seven seed, I think they were the least deserving of it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There were no touchdowns scored in this game. Um, six to eleven final score. Yeah, six to eleven final score. Um, <laughs> Really bad. That might be Scorigami. Do you know what that is? Scorigami? Have you heard that? No, I don't. It's like whenever it, like a final score happens, and it's a score that's never been a final score before. That's they call it Scorigami. It's kind of like a. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I didn't so know there's existed. like there's a couple Scorigami games this year actually. Probably that uh, Broncos Colts game was one of them. Yeah. That was a terrible. I know game. the uh, the Cowboys Colts that was like fifty four to twenty. I don't know how, hmm. but that one was. Um, there's a couple, but no, that's no, kind of random. This thing. probably could have been six to eleven. Been. Six to eleven, so weird. That's a weird score. Only field goals and then a safety right there at the end to destroy everyone's spreads and everyone's bets on this game. Um, <laughs> if you had the over seventeen rats, yeah, I'm at the under seventeen rats. Yeah, 
<laughs> who had that? I don't know. Yeah, so this game came down to two big-name quarterbacks, Joe Flacco and who was... Who yeah, this? okay. So I need to apologize to listeners. On our Pickums episode, I said that Mike Glennon was starting for the Dolphins. I don't know, like, what was wrong with me. Like, I, I am concussed. I don't know <laughs> if there was that. Skylar Thompson played in this game. Mike Mike Glennon isn't on their roster. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. Like, man, Skylar Thompson comes out, and I was like, huh? And I go and I go look, and I was like, Mike Glennon is on the Giants. And I'm like, what the heck? See, so, here I am sitting in this chair with my little Browns gnome hiding behind the A. And my nice red microphone. That here I am. Comes off. Yeah. <laughs> here I am sitting here. And when you say Mike Glennon is starting this game, and here I am, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I trust them though. Here I am trusting you with even my information. Dude, like you say things, and I'm like, oh, you probably I trusted you probably me too. I don't that. know where. Don't trust concussed Caden. I guess, Debbie, we're going to start fact checking his statements. Yeah. No, Step I back guess. There and fact check. But that's everything like the only. Does. That's the only thing really that I've ever been wrong. Well, other than the Vikings could right. take the one seed. Oh man, you've been t- wrong twice in two weeks, dude. Again, concussed. Oh, yeah, something like I am that. Tua. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Tua, the Dolphins are hoping that Tua will um, play in oh, the playoffs. Right, right. Which, spoiler alert, that will not be happening. Like Tua should never play football again. I'm like, will he? Will he probably? Like, yeah. Someone's going to be desperate enough. They will but... drag him on the field. <laughs> they will drag him on, and they will play him. But I expect that Teddy Bridgewater will play next week. Um, I don't know, man. Broken thumb. Who else are they going to play? They're going to play Skylar Thompson in Dude, the playoffs. I don't know, but whatever happens, if Tua isn't playing, they're going to get steamrolled. They beat the Jets six to eleven. It doesn't matter. They're the seven seed. They're going to play. They're playing Buffalo. Yeah, they're playing Buffalo. Uh, well, if Tua plays, that could be a good game. Yeah, that was Tua, a good Tua game. Tua's played two great games against them this season. But if Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater plays, they will be massacred, and the game will be called at the end of the first quarter. Yes. True. That is so true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I refrained. Um, <laughs> I know. Austin has a... I, I have a new phrase, but I won't... What's it? True story? True story. I say that all the time, and I'm trying to break the habit now. <laughs> but yeah, that's enough for this game. This is a terrible, right. terrible score. Get get that off the screen. So this game, we got the Bucks and the Falcons. Storyline of this game. Desmond Ritter, 224 yards. Tom Brady, 84 yards. Yeah. Desmond Ritter. Outplayed the goat. Okay, Tom Brady got uh, pulled midway through the first half, but <laughs> yeah, kind of expected. I mean, yeah, the Bucks. I was surprised they even came into this game with starters. Yeah, I mean, right. You can't go anywhere. You're the four seed in the NFC, and there's nothing you can do about that, right? Like you can't move up. You have no chance of moving down. You're the four seed. Congratulations. That's just all there is to it. Um, but I understand from a coaching perspective, wanting to start your starters. Obviously, there's the risk of injury, but at the same time, you've just finally started playing like an NFL team instead of a D3 college school that specializes in basketball. <laughs> like, you're finally hitting what? your stride. You know what I'm saying? So I understand wanting to, at least for the first half, start your starters, have them massacre the Falcons, and then pull them at halftime, right? Go into the playoffs with momentum. That unfortunately did not happen for them, and it worked the opposite way. None of them got hurt, but they lost 17 to 30 
and they were pulled when they were down by 15. So, I mean, there's nothing. Falcons won. Desmond Ritter got his first two career touchdowns. Yeah, he did. Tap inside. So I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Tap into your little gnome beard thing you got going on right here. Okay. I thought you were talking about me for a second. No, no, I got no, really no, no. offended. You, you ain't got no beard. <laughs> I guess. No, the one sitting next to you. All right. And do you think... <laughs> that ain't no beard. That's the head. All right. Um, <laughs> do you think Desmond Ritter will be the Falcons starter next year? Because I was ta- I was thinking about it last night, and I asked my dad, and we both really don't know. I mean, obviously nobody knows. I'm saying tap into your little magic you got going on. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, this is so odd. I, still, I, I wish I didn't ask you now. Yeah, the, no, the gnome says no. The gnome says no. The gnome says no. Really? So who, who, who who's the gnome say? Uh, the gnome doesn't know, but it's not going to be Desmond Ritter. Okay, he looks, he looks ill-prepared for the moment. Uh, the gnome? Desmond Ritter. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, The Nomer Desmond Ritter. Yeah, so I think that last year's quarterback draft class was lackluster in its hype. It was. I mean, that is just how it is. Like, there was only really one good quarterback to really emerge from that draft, and that happens to be Kenny Pickett. Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy, too, but uh, (laughs) he wasn't even on the radar as someone who could be picked. So, like, right, no one knew he existed until he was picked. So... I mean, that dra- the quarterback draft class was just bad last year. Like, there's just no way around it. Um, so the quarterbacks that were drafted, I don't think are going to be, like, legitimate starters other than Purdy and Pickett. I mean, I don't think Matt Corral will have... Like, you'll probably hear him here and there, kind of like a Skylar Thompson, where, like, you hear him as a backup in week 17. Every you'll hear him as a Mike Lennon. Right, as a well, Mike People Lennon. think he's starting, and then he right. isn't even on the roster. So I think that Devin Ritter, <laughs> Matt Corral, all these guys, they're going to have similar careers in that aspect. I don't think he's going to be the starter. He doesn't look like starter material, especially with the Falcons having the most cap space in the NFL. I think that they're probably going to sign. I don't know what their contract with Mariota looked like. I think it was only a year. But they're probably going to sign a free agent quarterback, mid to low tier guy, and then a bunch of weapons. And then hopefully if the draft class is good the year after, get a quarterback out of that yeah. one. I could see either happening. I think yeah. I'd love them to keep Ritter. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good, but he's in your division, so I'm sure you For hope sure. he fails. This was the most NFC South game that's ever occurred. Debbie, which which camera do we got going on right now? That one? If if you're uh <laughs> we're if, sweeping. If this you're is a broom. If you're only listening Caden has a, a broom, and he's yeah. he's sweeping the set and, and the camera. Sitting. This will sit right here for the rest of the set. That's that's great, Caden. Actually, no, I want it to be up. Right okay. Right. See the broom. All right. Because let's look at the sweep. All right. That's great. How's that working for it's you? Gonna it's not going to stay. You can just I'll hold make it, it there. work. No. All right. So. Just hold the broom the whole time. Any, all right. It's, yeah, it's my little it's my little staff. That's great, Caden. I'm glad that you're happy. Yeah, man. So, the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, um, beat swept the Saints. These uh, New Orleans Saints <laughs> in the most NFC South game that has ever occurred. They ended up winning ten to seven. Caden, do you have anything you'd like to say about this abysmal excuse for a football game? I'm gonna keep it. I'm, I'm gonna keep it brief. There were less scores in this game than in the Jets. Then dust, particle, dust particles, and I just sweep. So, I got a little message here that I wrote thinking out of my brain earlier. 
<laughs> Alright, read, read us the message. I said, we really beat the Saints with Sam Darnold completing five passes. <laughs> that is forever bragging rights. We forever have a bragging right on the Saints that we can say, we beat you guys with our quarterback completing five passes, our starting running back getting ejected midway through the game because he punched your lame defensive lineman and got ejected. Um, yeah, this game was a doozy. Um, it was ugly, but we got lucky to win because I don't know. I, I can't complain. Swept the Saints, finished second in the NFC South. Saints, dude, this broom's for you. I really thought about decorating this broom, Saints, and I was like, first of all, it's too much work. <laughs> second of all, Caden doesn't do work for the podcast. Stop thinking about it right now. <laughs> First of all, it's too much work. And second of all, I don't want a Saints broom in my house. So I'm like, Fair yeah, I'm just going to grab this broom. But yeah, Saints, cry about it. You got swept by us. Cry about it. The Panthers are now on the search for a head coach now that their Absolutely. season is done. No, this is like serious now. Right. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I don't, so, so you got... This is the only reason that you're on the show. Like, the show could just be me, but we have you on because of the entertainment yeah. value that you bring. Yeah. We're, we're happy that you're I here. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> um, so you got the, the Panthers, and they were a shoe-in for the first pick. Honestly, like, shoe-in for a top-two pick. They were horrible. They were one of the worst teams in the league. They just traded away their, their best player. This team was set horrible. I mean, it was everyone saying it's a fire sale, you know? Right. They bring in Steve Wilkes to be the interim coach, and he leads his team almost to the playoffs. He's a J.C. Horn broken wrist away from the playoffs. I mean, say what you want. Sure, maybe he's not Andy Reid, but he completely has the whole locker room. The whole Panthers team and players have been going up to the owner and the GM saying, please make him the coach. So he has an interview tomorrow. Uh, Jim Caldwell had an interview today. Maybe one more person will be interviewed, but they're not saying it's going to be any more than three. I really don't know what's going to happen. There's so many question marks for the Panthers this offseason. Quarterback is a big question mark. Running back, even though it was one of our better positions this year, it's a question mark. Uh, Obviously, head coach. Wide receiver number two. I mean, there's so many question marks this year. So I'm excited. I really don't know what's going to go, what's going to happen. I don't really know what I'm rooting for. And it doesn't matter what I'm rooting for because they'll probably just do the opposite. So don't root for anything, and then you'll be happy no matter what. It's a great attitude to have, Caden. Yeah. I mean, not much else to say. Both these teams are eliminated, and that's that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't normally on the podcast, like, trash teams, like, bias against teams. But Saints, you got swept. What do you say? You, you hate on the Saints every week. Every week you get the chance you hate on the Saints. <laughs> do I? Yeah, every Ooh, time. Much, Speaking out. of teams that we should hate on, the absolute... Oh, yeah, we were waiting for this game. Yeah, we were waiting for this game. This is the game that I was talking about, guys. This is the one that has the... Uh, sorry, excuse for a team. This is the team that... Um, I mean, congratulations. You beat a uh, high school coach that had a losing season in high school and has now won one game in the NFL. And it was only against the Raiders. And it was only against the Raiders. Good job, Texans. You are the sorriest excuse for an NFL team. Honestly, your general manager and owner should probably just, I don't know, be peewee football coaches, if that, 
maybe you should just manage the equipment because I don't know how you are so bad that you can't even lose correctly. But what do you mean? Why would they? Why are they a joke? They won. You're right, Caden. They did win. Normal. Isn't that the goal for football? Don't you want to go out there every week and win? Because that's why you're in the NFL and you tr- play to win, and you can't go to the Super Bowl if you don't win. This is a step in the right direction. You're right, Caden. Except no, because the Texans were all but locks for the first overall pick. They've in had the it. NFL. Yeah, they've draft. been locked in that first pick since week nine. I, I week week yeah. nine they they were had the pick and they've had it week nine, ten, eleven, twelve, all the way up to. Sunday at uh seven thirty. Was this was this a one o'clock game? Or yeah, it was one game? o'clock. Game. All right, so it was all the way up till four o'clock. Like, yeah, three fifty nine. Sure. Yeah. Um, they the Texans geniusly announced to pretty much the entire world that after this game today, Lovey Smith and Davis Mills <laughs> would be gone. They're going to fire their entire coaching staff. They're going to clean house. It's going to be completely new. As and they when should. They, and when they have the one pick, everything will be different. Unfortunately, what they didn't realize is that the general manager and owner don't call the plays on Sundays. And so, Lovey Smith gets to sit there to himself and be like, well, let's see. What would be the best thing to do in this situation? Do I lose the game and like management them. wants me to and help them get the number one pick? And get fired anyway. And get fired anyways. Or <laughs> do I do everything I can to beat a sorry excuse for a Colts team? And then Davis Mills is sitting there in the locker room going, man, I'm going to get cut after this year. Like I'm probably going to get traded for like a half bag of Doritos. <laughs> like less than one Pokemon card. <laughs> He's like, what am I going to do with myself? I know. What if I try to win this game? And so that's exactly what they did. And they go out there, and on a fourth and 20, odds completely against them, they go ahead, and they throw an absolute dart into the end zone. (laughs) Touchdown, Texans. They're down 30 to 31. Mm, Do they kick the extra point? No. Gutsy call. They go for two, get it, win the game, giving themselves the second overall pick and giving the Bears the first. And you might be like, oh, it's okay. I mean, the Bears, they got Justin Fields. They're not, like, the Texans are still going to get Bryce Young or whatever quarterback they want, assuming probably Bryce Young. But no, the Bears, they don't need to pick a quarterback. A lot of teams are going to need a quarterback and really want Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. So they were, they're going to get a lot of calls to trade down, and they're going to get a lot. And so the Texans now are more than likely going to get jumped, and some teams going to take Bryce Young. And they're going to be stuck with C.J. Stroud. Don't get me wrong. C.J. Stroud will probably pan out fine. But he's not going to be Bryce Young. Yeah. You just completely sold. Like, that was horrible. Honestly, man, it makes a lot of sense if you if you told me that the Colts were tanking this game. Yeah. Texans are in their division, division rival. They don't want to play Bryce Young every year for the next... 15, twice a year for the next 15 years. They, I mean, sure, he's a, no one knows how he'd pan out, but you don't want them to have that. Right. So you lose the game, you, you suck. So everyone already assumes, like, yeah, you guys are just horrible. That's why you lost. Dude, did you see that fourth and 20? That thing, the, the corner jumped and it goes through his hands. It's like, dude, if you literally, like, instead of doing this, went like this, the game is over. You know? Yeah. It almost seems like, you wanted the Texans to win, 
and completely screw them over. And that's what happened. Yeah, it sure seems that way. And I'm not complaining. Bears have the first pick now. I a lot of teams are gonna be interested in trading up for the Bears pick for sure. Yeah. Um, in the chat we have a statement, kind of a take. Let's see what you guys think about it. Um, Wixful says, "I'm glad Texans won. I hope Bears trade and someone picks up Bryce Young. CJ would be better for the Texans." What do you mm. think about that? I mean, personally, I mean, as a Buckeyes fan, I coming from Justin Fields, I loved Justin Fields. I was used to Justin Fields for the Buckeyes. He was great. And then CJ Stroud came in. I didn't really know much about him coming in. And everyone's like, dude, this guy's supposed to be the truth. This guy's supposed to be better than <laughs> better than Justin Fields, yeah. maybe. And he came in like he was like so average. I'm like, this guy's not that special. I mean, you're barely beating some of these bad teams. I mean, he's 0-2 against Michigan. Granted, he played, I will say, you played CJ Stroud played great against Georgia, which is yeah. the most NFL, like the NFL most like, ready team. NFL yeah. like compared of compared to an NFL defense as you're gonna get. But you watch Bryce Young, and his O line is not the normal Alabama offensive line. He's under pressure every play. His receivers, he's don't he doesn't have Devontae Smith back there anymore. Like he's not got the normal Alabama receivers. This is not as good of an Alabama, uh, like. Yeah, it's not like a complete Alabama team. Right, this is... But I think Bryce Young is one of the best Alabama quarterbacks I have ever seen with a lot less weapons. If you put Bryce Young with the team that Tua or Mac Jones had, I think he is, like... There's not even a debate yeah. about and it. And he plays teams in the SEC every week instead of Rutgers and Maryland. Right, and how how have Big Ten... Not Big Ten. How have Ohio State quarterbacks fared? Aside from Justin Fields, which people are still saying he can't throw the ball well, which, I mean, fair enough, he hasn't. He doesn't have any weapons, really, but no Ohio State quarterbacks have fared out well. I feel like right now the Alabama—Ohio State quarterbacks, is that right, what I think yeah. is what I meant to say. But Alabama quarterbacks, they're kind of like breaking that narrative right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts, granted, he did play at Oklahoma some, but he played at Bama. He's playing great. Same as Tua. So like, they're right. breaking that narrative, and he's more of the, the typical NFL quarterback now. He can scramble. He can make any throw. He's athletic. He can run. Right. Yeah. I, obviously, I think Bryce is the best quarterback in this draft. Someone will end up with him, and it won't be the Bears. Um, I don't think it'll be the Texans either. I don't think it'll be so the Texans. So if you are winning CJ Stroud, you very good chance you're going to get him. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young both deserve to be top five picks. I think they're both going to be have great careers. But I think Bryce Young will be better. Yeah. Good take, though. This game was almost interesting. It was almost there. Um, Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco 49ers. Um, at halftime, this game, the 49ers were up 14 to 13. And you're thinking to yourself, hmm, um, how? <laughs> the, the Cardinals <laughs> were starting David Blau at quarterback. If that's not, you can't tell me that's not the most just like. <laughs> Tank for the pick. Well, that's th- all that's that is. That's the most, like, what? Like, Northeast Ohio name ever? Like, <laughs> David True. Blau? Yeah. I think I think there's a farmer next door with that name, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> like, what? How are you in the NFL, bro? But props to you. Um, you scored 13 points against the Niners. They were all in the first half. Uh, and one of them came on, like, the second play of the game when A.J. Green just completely mossed the whole Niners and scored yeah, the greatest touchdown defense. ever. Yeah. But... Yeah, the Niners are 
continuing to roll. Purdy remains undefeated going into the playoffs. This team is a force to be reckoned with. It's going to be really interesting to see them maybe get matched up with Philly in the playoffs. Them right. get matched up with Minnesota in the playoffs. Yeah. Could it's gonna be really fun. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun um to see them in the playoffs. Um it was I mean the 49ers did everything right in this game. Brock Brady didn't play his best game, but you don't need to play your best game all the time. You just need to win games. And in this game, you know, they hit George Kittle twice, which I mean he was he hasn't been too much of a force this season. Dude, but they hit him twice. Since Purdy's been in, Kittle is literally him. Like Kittle, a couple seasons ago, everyone's like Kittle's gonna be the Kittle is the best tight end in the league. Which I mean, you could say him or Kelsey at that time. Yeah, but then Kittle really fell off. Right. But with Purdy, he's got like I think eight touchdowns in the last like right. four weeks. Like he's getting force-fed touchdowns, and it's like that's another person you got to account for on this offense. You got McCaffrey, you got Debo, right. who's Debo's healthy back now. Yeah, you got McCaffrey, you got Debo, you got Ayuk has a thousand yards on the year. You got. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell, who's a good running back, running back two now, right. uh, and now you got the best O line, the best defense, and Kittle. Like, dude, how are you gonna beat that team? Yeah, this George Kittle has 11, 11 touchdowns, right. eleven touchdowns yeah. on the year this season, most yeah. of which coming from Purdy, mm-hmm. which right. is you know good job, Purdy. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, working. this team is honestly one of the most complete teams in football at the moment. I don't really see a team beating them. I'd like the Chiefs to beat them. I'd like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, but. I do have the Bills winning it for my preseason pick, so I mean that could still very well happen <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, in other news, really quick, the Arizona Cardinals oh. fired Cliff Kingsbury uh, just six months ago. He signed a contract through 2027, but after this terrible season where they won like what five games, uh, they went ahead and parted ways with him early. So he will be looking for new employment, and the Cardinals will be looking for a new head coach. Right, and it kind of happened later in the day. It happened around like one o'clock ish. Yeah, and a lot of people, a lot. I mean, there was a lot of talk of him stepping down, and so the Cardinals are sitting there and they're like, just waiting. They're like, is he he's going to step down? No, like he he said he's going to step down, and they're just waiting and they're waiting, and he's not stepping down. And they're like, all right, let's just fire him. So, yeah, yeah, he was going to be gone whether he got fired or stepped down. So, right. Cardinals now they. It's an interesting situation. They got their quarterback. Maybe Sean Payton goes there. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Cowboys at the football team. Um, there was one of the most crazy, most incompetent quarterback decisions I've ever seen in my life in this game. So in this game, there was a play. Oh, dude, no, it was two plays, but yeah. Well, there was a play where Dak Prescott drops back to pass and his receiver is going on a flat route. Okay, so he's he goes up a couple yards, and he just kind of goes into the flat. And he's, I mean, they're like a couple yards from the sticks, almost to the first down. And uh, Dak Prescott watches him the whole way, <laughs> rifles the ball, and the Washington defender steps in front, kind of falls a little bit, and he he drops the ball. Would have had a pick six. Would have had a pick six. I mean, there's nothing but green grass between him and the end zone. If he catches that ball, he is gone. There's nothing they can do about it. Ooh, Dak Prescott. Let's not, do, let's not do that again. Dodges a bullet. That was a close one. I got really lucky there. Ooh. Okay, very next play. I kid you not. Same receiver, same route, same corner. Dak Prescott does the same thing. Snaps the ball. Watches the receiver the whole way. Doesn't see the corner. Yeah, okay, yeah. Debbie's got it. Debbie is clutch for this one. All right, Debbie. So this is the first one. Yeah, so here we go. 
Receivers back there. Okay, easy pick six if he doesn't fall. It happens to fall over. That's unfortunate. Next play, same exact thing. (laughs) Same exact play. That's exactly what Austin said. And it was the same corner, same receiver, same route. (laughs) If you're the corner, you're thinking when he throws that ball, you're like, what? Like, what is he doing? Right. I mean, you have to be thinking to yourself on that first one. You have to like hit the ground. You have to be like, man. I really messed that one up. That that was gone. But you I only can't get, believe you only myself. get an opportunity for a pick six once a year-ish. Right. I mean, you're first off, you're happy enough if you get an interception as a corner, much less a pick six. Like that's just like patent stats mm-hmm. right there. Like that's fantastic. When that ball comes there the second time and you see it, you have to be thinking to yourself, my goodness, like what did I do Who for am this I playing guy's against? What did I do for this guy's family? And mm-hmm. why is he giving me these gifts? Like Dude, like Christmas came late for this guy, man. Like, you just you have to be thinking, like, don't drop this one because I like, as as good as it gets. Dude, like Dak, fifteen interceptions on the year, leading the year, and and only playing that, yeah. nine games, ten games now. Yeah. So that's pretty bad. Uh, Washington ended up coming away with a win in this one. They Sam, started Sam Howell, right? Yes, yeah, Sam Howell played in this game, rookie quarterback. I think he should have gotten reps in during the season. I think he was a good quarterback. He played in well. college. And he, he played great in the preseason. I mean, it's the preseason. But he played really good yesterday against Dallas. All right. It's interesting now to see how they're going to approach quarterback the offseason. There's a lot of talk maybe Ron Rivera will get fired. He hasn't yet. Who I knows? doubt it. There's probably a new ownership coming in. I think he'll stay. But we'll see. Yeah. It's an interesting situation in Washington. But, uh, yeah, uh, Cowboys now are limping into the playoffs after this loss. I mean, not injuries, but Dak's getting a lot of hate. He's playing bad. The whole team's getting hate. Yeah, they're they're playing the Bucks. Tom Brady kind of owns them. So we'll see what what's going to happen. It'll be interesting. They choke in the playoffs all the time. Yeah. So this was a another big game, big playoff implications. The Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Um, sorry, Jack. Yeah, sorry, Jack. If the Rams win, they knock Seattle out of the playoffs. And, you know, that's really good. The Lions can make the playoffs if they were to beat the Packers at eight. A whole bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then Baker Mayfield just sells. He just decides, you know what? Let's loft this ball into the sky. No. We're just going to give this one to them. So they end up just giving the ball to Seattle. And then in overtime with four minutes left, Seattle kicks the game-winning field goal after missing the game-winning field goal at the end of regulation. Um, Seahawks now have a chance to make the playoffs if the Lions can take care of business and beat the Packers for them. On Sunday night. On Sunday night, which the Seahawks were upset about, understandably so, because they're like, well, if we win this game and the Lions have no chance of making Mm -hmm. the playoffs, are they going to even play hard? Like, Are they going to do anything? Or are they just going to let the Packers walk by them and now we don't get a chance which is a legitimate understandably i mean I, w- yeah. I would be thinking the exact same thing probably right. what's going to happen but baker mayfield he kept the panthers rams and lions out of the playoffs no one does it better good work baker if you're looking for a tank you should get texans call him he will not do what davis mills did is this the game losing interception? It is. So that so the here you want to pause it real quick. So the Seahawks had the ball first in overtime. They had to punt. So the Rams got it. All Rams got to do is kick a field goal to win. Yep. Get in field goal range. They got a good kicker. Boom. And then they. Right, that's it. And then. Oh, they're on the spot. 
Yeah, and then Baker does this master class. The common yeah. Baker. So he's looking, he's looking. Oh, he wants everything because he's Baker Mayfield. And he throws <laughs> it into the clouds, and then it was just intercepted. He literally, the safety, it was a great play by a safety. But, he, yeah, the safety <laughs> went out of bounds, but he was taunting. Which, uh, to be honest, his receiver was more than wide open. Literally, all yeah, he has to do is yeah. don't underthrow the receiver to where he has to stop and wait for the ball, giving yeah. the safety a chance to cut across the field. Or if you're going to underthrow him, throw it closer to the sideline so the receiver can come back to it and doesn't have to just stand there and hope that it gets to him in time. Baker Mayfield, you're trash. We'll see where <laughs> Baker goes at the end of the year. A lot of questions with the Rams as well. Sean McVay um, making it seem like this might have been his last game as a Ram it's right awful. now. That's an awful game to go out on. Too. It is. But as of right now, it looks like he might resign, maybe go into broadcasting for a couple of years, then come back as a coach. Same as Sean Payton looking like he's going to do. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. A lot of questions with the Rams as well. How do they turn it around after this year? Um, this game was, again, weird. big game, but it didn't end up mattering too, too much. New York Giants at Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles needing a win to clinch the one seed in the playoffs. Giants, as the sixth seed can't go up or down, decide to play... Um, Davis Webb? Yes, yeah. play Davis yeah. Webb and a bunch yeah. of guys from Mattress Firm. That's who they decided to play for this game. <laughs> it was actually like the uh, the guys at their stadium who walk around the stadium and like sell oh, like beer and right hot and dogs like the hot dogs. Yeah, so they're like, hey, like we appreciate you working for us this season. Do you want to play a game? You won't get paid, but do you want to play this game for us? And they're like, yeah, like, why not? And they almost won. <laughs> um, <laughs> they almost beat the one seed. But uh, yeah, the Eagles played their starters. Giants played. Mattress firm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not much to say. Jalen Hurts had 229 yards. Not great. Uh, Storyline of the game. The only non mattress firm player for the Giants. Yeah. Kenny Galladay. Clap, clap it up. Clap it up. Yeah. Like, like what a performance. Like the, what a year. What, what a season. What a ride. You know, he was signed last season. Projected to be some big dude. Got a lot of money. A lot. He, he's set for life. His grandkids are set. But so he was set. Giants fans were like, dude, we got a receiver now. We're working good. First game for the Giants, did terrible. Second game, did terrible. And they're like, whoa, this is, it's okay. He'll, he'll, he'll be fine. A whole season goes by and he does terrible. And they're like, oh, no. And they're like, it's okay. It was a fluke season, you know? He, he needs to get that chemistry with Daniel Jones. Goes in this season. It's terrible. All season. He is the butt of all memes, of all jokes. He is hor- he like there's so many things of like bank robber, like like he's he's terrible and he gets clowned, rightfully so. But he we we did mention he needs he only needed seventy six yards, seventy six receptions. 70, oh yeah, sorry, that would actually have been reasonable. I know, and he only needed seventy six receptions to get an incentive. Yeah, <laughs> completely doable for sure. Um, it's 76 catches in this game, not on the season. Right. But going into it, two catches. You were close. Only 74 more. But he had a touchdown. Hey. And it was so one bad. of the better catches I've seen. <laughs> it was a good catch. It was a great catch. So Kenny Galladay, you still suck, but you're going to the playoffs and you just made a good catch. Maybe you'll get some more playing time. Dude, facts. Maybe this know. is the start. This is what Giants fans were waiting for. And you're like, Kenny Galladay revived his career. He's back, baby. Yeah. This is why we paid him like sure $80 is. million. Dollars. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Fal- or not Falcons, Eagles. You got to figure it out though because you barely limped into the one seed. Fortunately, you have a bye week to figure things out before you play again. But you have not looked like yourselves these last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Very, very good chance they play Dallas. Yeah, could be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. It should be very interesting. All right, this was a game that got a lot of clowning as well. Dude, I'm going to clown it right now. Chargers at Broncos. Go ahead, clown them. Chargers, look. Herbert is a great quarterback. Mike Mike uh, Williams is a great receiver, but he's always hurt. Keenan Allen is a great receiver, but he's always hurt. Your whole team is good, but they're always hurt. You're one of the most injured teams ever. You're finally healthy going into the playoffs. You can't go up. You can't go down. You're playing a meaningless game. You don't have a bye week. You play next week. Let's play our starters for three and a half quarters. That's a genius move. Even though Mike Williams looks at someone, they say, you're trash, and he gets out for their game because of hurt feelings. Like, dude, no. He plays their starters for three and a half quarters. Mike Williams does get hurt in this game. Mike Williams got hurt. Hurt his back, got carted off the field. His status for the playoff game is in doubt. Dude, Brandon Staley, I don't care that the Chargers made the playoffs. Fire him. Yeah, that's that a most stupid decision. He's completely holding that team back. The talent they have on that roster, Justin Herbert, they're not going to win the division. They got the Chiefs, but they should have a better record than they do. They're the five seed. They're the number one wild card team, but still, man, like that's an idiotic decision. Yeah. It makes no sense. That might be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. If they lose their playoff game and Mike Williams doesn't play, Fire him. Even if you win, fire him. Then just fire him. That's so stupid. Like, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. But Broncos did get the win. I mean, you can think what you want. I don't really think it means too much. I don't no. think the Chargers players knew why they were playing. So they're like, this is pointless. Like, they didn't have anything to play for. Yeah. Like, no point. Right. They exactly. got a playoff game. Tried to not get hurt. Right. So, meaningless game, not... Too exciting to be honest with you. Last game of the night, uh, man, Detroit Lions at Green Bay Packers. I was pulling for the Packers, man. I love Aaron Rodgers. I like the Packers. Uh, unfortunately, if you're watching, you can see that the Lions ended up pulling out the victory, winning twenty to sixteen, giving Seahawks everything they needed to make the playoffs where they will be getting steamrolled by the 49ers. But that's fine, I guess. Uh, Lions won the game. Um, Obviously, in my opinion, I think that they probably played a little more risky, a little looser. Yeah, They played a lot better because they knew that they were eliminated from playoff contention. And so they were willing to take risks in order to get Green Bay out of the playoffs, which managed them a whole lot more than Seattle making the playoffs. Yeah. Dan Campbell was asked after the game, like what their motivation was seeing they just lost. And he's like, well, we, we really didn't want the Packers in the playoffs. I mean, rightfully so it's their rival. They've seen them in the playoffs for right. so long. You still get to take them out. Why would you pass up that opportunity? And they did. They, like you said, they played a lot looser than they probably would have if they had the playoffs uh, at, at on first. Goodness. Like this is the playoffs were yeah. On the line. Yeah. Thank you. I could not think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, there's a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers next season because, I mean, he walked out with Randall Cobb, who's been with him for so long. They were like, had arms around each other. It looked like that's the way they're going to go out, maybe. I mean, Jamison Williams, Lions wide receiver after the game, 
asked Aaron Rodgers, like, hey, do you want to swap jerseys? And he's like, I think I'm going to keep this one. Yeah. So it's like that really makes it sound like he's he's done. Yeah. Either done maybe, maybe not done or as done a quarterback in, or done in, in Green, Green Bay. Bay. I personally, I think he'll play next. Um, maybe not. We'll see. It's really, it's, it's going to be there, interesting. The NBC announcers, Chris Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth and... I'm blanking on the other name. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, at the end of that game, they made it seem like this was probably the last we've seen of Rodgers, which happens often. Announcers obviously have a lot more conversations with quarterbacks than we as fans do. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't have I, a lot of conversations. I love to talk to quarterbacks all the yeah. time. But they you know, talk to him a lot, and I'm sure that they're privy to some information some things that maybe he said in the past that would clue them into maybe the fact that this is Rodgers' last game which would be unfortunate he is one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it unfortunately only won one super bowl uh i would love to see him play again next year somewhere else maybe um you know float around for the next two three years see what happens but you know it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens man yeah it'll be an a interesting offseason a lot of a lot of questions this offseason. It's going to be one of the more entertaining offseasons in a while. Plus, we've got a lot of stuff planned here at KNA. True. A lot of stuff. So, um, we, we each went 11 and 5 this week. We not did. Bad. Not bad. Not, not terrible, great, but could have done better. Um, <laughs> Second time I've done that, man. So, Dude, I need to think of something new now for my notes. Like, this is horrible. Get a little book like this, man. It's a great idea. It works. I, I got this little notepad it around, well. and it's like, yeah, you, I don't think you've had the same thing twice in a row. I, swear. <laughs> I have not. Next is going to be on your water list. bottle, just like engraved. All your notes just on the water bottle. I'm going to write it on my hand or something. You idea. brought your mom's groceries list. <laughs> that's that's what it is, dude. It's like I went in my mom's closet. <laughs> what? It's no, well, she has like a again? bunch of different ones. Oh, okay. So. Right. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers uh, picked up two eggs, a carton of milk. Oh, wait, that's my mom's grocery list. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we each went 11 and 5 this week uh i'm not looking too hot heading into the playoffs i'm not gonna lie you need a miracle i need an absolute miracle uh maybe an executive decision from the team that the super bowl pick is worth 1 billion points <laughs> so you never I, know it i would literally happen. just pick the same team that you pick no nah, that's a stupid move <laughs> i won't tell you who i pick and then i'll change it when you say yours but we both write down the game and then we gotta show them that's fair. That's fair. We could do that. No. Oh, come Super on. Bowl's <laughs> one. Super Bowl's one. <laughs> Super Bowl is worth however many points are scored in the <laughs> entire game. I like that idea. It's um, going to be the Dolphins game. So, yeah, I think that's it. Um, oh, I did write something down in my notes, and I know where it is. It's the last page. So, today was Black Monday, as oh, it's yes. across the league. Yeah. And so normally this is the day you see a lot of coaches fired. Last day of yep. regular season was yesterday, so now coaches are getting fired. People are going to start interviewing. The Panthers, Colts, and Broncos had already fired their coaches a couple weeks ago. Panthers, very beginning of the season. Texans fired their love. Their love. The Texans <laughs> fired Lovey Smith last night following the win because he messed up their tank. And only one team. I'm so mad at myself for saying that. That was so weird. Um, one team fired their coach today, and it was uh, Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. It's a very quiet Black Monday, which I kind of disappointed of. I mean, it sucks because they're losing their jobs, but they're still getting like millions of dollars. So yeah, like, don't feel bad for them. Their firing bonus is like yeah, they, a lot. They of get millions. the money that was guaranteed to left on their contract, so it's like all right. But only one person got fired. Maybe you're gonna see some tomorrow. Maybe we Black Tuesday. But like 
really interesting. So there's one, two, three. There's five openings for jobs at this point for head coaching jobs. There's some yeah. coordinators, but some of the really popular names that are being brought up are John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh from yep. Michigan. Uh, Sean Payton, which is interesting because the Saints still own the rights to him, so they would have to trade him there, which the right. Saints are saying. They want a first-round pick. They want a first-round pick and a player. Yeah. And the Broncos are saying they're willing to do that, which is crazy. Yeah. You got um, Jim Caldwell. He was a Lions coach yep. back in the day. D'Amico Ryans, who is the 49ers defensive coordinator. Great. Yep. Great D coordinator. You got Ken Dorsey, who's the Bills offensive coordinator. You're getting a lot of these coordinators who are like finding success with their teams. You got Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. You got Ben Johnson, the Lions. So all these really good things. And then you got Steve Wilkes, who's really only for us. Right. No one else is Panthers. really looking no one else at us. is really looking at Steve Wilkes except for us, Panthers. And then Cliff Kingsbury is interesting. Maybe he'll go somewhere to be a coordinator after getting fired. Yeah, I don't think head coach for another couple right. of years. But it'll be an interesting offseason. It'll be interesting to see what happens. A lot of these coaches will find out in the next couple of days, weeks. I don't know. Right. But yeah, heading into the playoffs, it's going to be super interesting. Really looking forward to it. A lot of finally going to get a bunch of good games. You're not going to get a whole bunch of blowouts. Everything's going to be pretty right. even. Debbie, do you know, did, did Jack show up today or no? Jack didn't yeah, comment. That's yeah. sad. I, I thought about, I, I felt for Jack last night after that Rams game. I was really pulling for the Rams because I wanted to see the Lions get in, but to no avail. Nope. No. Uh, really quick, if you're still here, go and subscribe to our YouTube. K and A football. It's the the and symbol, the ampersand. It's a very important aspect to that. Sure, <laughs> it, it, it is because it's like K and then you say the word and. It might come it, up. It might come up. It it's it's, it's going to be difficult to find. Just use the ampersand. Yeah. Ring the bell. Debbie, hit the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Hit the bell. It'll notify you when we go live um, in our new episodes and uh, five-minute football when that comes on. Five-minute football. And we got some you know, exclusive episodes coming up like the Waffle House episode. Yeah. and A lot of off-season stuff for sure. Yeah. And we're thinking... A lot about different, um, different things we can do for the Super Bowl and some of the playoff games. So, absolutely, we'll be posting and letting you guys know as that develops. I don't know. I don't know how Debbie's gonna feel about me saying this, but I'm gonna say it. Um, oh no! Oh um, no! <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um, if you guys would have any ideas for like off-season ideas, off-season videos, DS, DM us on Instagram, comment on YouTube. If you know us personally, just send us a text or tell us. Like, yeah, somehow. Sure. If you want to see something off season, or you have an idea, let us know. Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that a, is that a fair yeah. thing to say, Debbie? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we love your input. So send it. Oh, I thought you were talking about my input. I was no, like, we don't like yeah. your input, Gaten. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? It's really sad. We're not going to see half of these teams until September of next year. Yeah. But it's very unfortunate. The draft's right around the corner. Not really. Well, no, it's in April. <laughs> but last thing I want to say, go Horned Frogs. Oh, we should preview that game. So, the Horned Frogs. <laughs> this episode never ends, guys. Yeah. We never, you never get out of here. Debbie's <laughs> doing the classic little. Um, no, so, Horned Frogs, <laughs> TCU tonight, plays Georgia. Yes, for a lot the of, college football championship. Right. A lot of people are like, dude, they're going to get killed. Probably. 
but maybe they don't. Yeah, they thought everyone thought they were going to get killed by Michigan, and they beat them. Their offense will score all the points possible. Their defense will give up all the points possible. Yeah. So we'll see what's going to happen. We'll see. Go. Georgia's known for their defense. Their defense is their strong suit. So if TCU can pick that apart and score points, TCU's defense is absolute trash. So Georgia will probably score all of the points. So it's just going to be a shooting match between the two offenses. And hopefully, that's all. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the KNA Football Podcast. We are going into the playoffs, which is crazy to say. The season flew. And the next episode you'll see will be our wild card playoff pickums, which is crazy. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>